0: Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, keeping it real with Melody podcast. Melody is a classic dreamer who started as a flight attendant and worked her way to now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and dynamic entrepreneur in various industries. This podcast is for the dreamers and doers. Learn how to think, act, and speak big as business leaders share how they turned from dreamers to leaders.
1: Hello and welcome to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Melody. Our guest today is Jessica Villegas. She's the founder of Highlight Consulting and Coaching. Her company helps with teenagers and young adults to achieve more and be active participants in their life. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me
0: welcome speaker, founder, and coach, Jessica Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: So we usually start with your backstory on how you started being a coach specializing in teens and
0: young adults. Oh boy, that's that's a big question. There's a lot of backstory there. <laughs> I will do my best to boil it down. Are you ready? Let's do it. The story really starts with when I was a teen myself and I needed help figuring out who I was, where I wanted to go, and how I could get there. I didn't have a lot of mentors in my life. I I came from a family that really wasn't super supportive of a lot of things, particularly legacy change. So I really didn't have a, a lot of people in my immediate circle and in my community that I could get help from. And then fast forward into my own education track and then career track. I um, spent many, many years in college. I have 365 credits and I have a bachelor's degree. So again, still not fully connected with who I was, what I wanted and where I wanted to go and how I could get there. So I moved into 13 years of hospitality experience, 13 years of um, training, writing programs, leading teams uh, in, in restaurants and hotels. And then I moved over into supply chain management, doing a lot of the same things, training, onboarding, managing teams. In both of those capacities, I worked with a lot of young people who reminded me a lot of my younger self, not knowing who they were not knowing where they wanted to go, and not understanding how to connect all of those dots. They're just kind of like going through the motions. Mm -hmm. And I just saw a huge need for helping young people be able to maybe shortcut some of these experiences or really learning opportunities. Some of these learning opportunities as we become adults are integral to our growth and development. But then there's others that really aren't fully necessary, at least to the length and brevity of what they can be. So um, helping them to short, shortcut some of that stuff. And that's how I came up with my ETA program. And I just layered on a coaching credentialing it in the most curious, most impactful way, so that young people are developing a sense of agency. And they can pick up all of the learnings and skills through the program and use them for the rest of their life.
1: So, so Jessica, thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, so yes. as a young adult or as a teenager, realizing that you didn't really have like maybe a role model or, or someone that could really kind of guide you. Uh, what was the training point where you said, you know what? You know, this sucks. I don't have anyone. Let me find one. Was there a a particular moment where you said, you know what, I'm going to take charge and I'm going to find someone or I'll be just a role model myself. I would um, self-educate and whatnot. Was there a specific turning point in that period where you knew you needed to make a change yourself?
0: I would say in 10th grade, I realized that the people around me weren't going to be those role models. And I didn't realize... I didn't know that I could like ask someone to be my role model or be my mentor. So I just started to do what you'd mentioned. Um, I started to create really tight systems for myself. I started to focus on where I wanted to go. And every single day, I just started to show up as that person that I knew I could become. I didn't know how. I wasn't quite sure when, but I knew I could become it. And I had to start doing a lot of like my own self-education and guiding, coaching myself.
1: You know, that's so true. Uh, as they say with, um, with any development or any improvement in life, it starts with your own self image. So the minute you realize that that's not you, that's not who you really want to be. And then you design and you be the architect of your own self, your own self image. And then from there, you project that, right? You project that. And, and, and the goal is, you know, having that repetition of wanting to have that that um that image of you, then kind of autopilot be be that somehow the goal is to be that model and you're slowly but surely you know getting into that to that image or to that model that you have mentally built yourself, right so that's awesome, so let's talk about let's... your empower your ETA not Estimated time of arrival, (laughs) but it could be, right? Arrival to something, but it's Empower, Transform, and Achieve program. So talk to our audience about that amazing program.
0: The pillars of this program uh, are all centered around what makes really large companies successful. So my time in corporate America, a lot of the decisions that I made or training programs that I built we're in alignment with the mission, vision, and values at a higher level for the organization. Mm -hmm. So when we think about how these organizations become so successful, it's because they integrate that mission every single day into all of their decisions and their meetings and the whys behind what they're doing. And they integrate those values into their teams, their frontline workers, their leadership. And they keep that vision front of mind at all times so they don't be your off course. So those are three of the key elements of our ETA program is helping our young people develop a strong mission, vision, value, orientation, and writing statements, and then setting really meaningful goals. So if you've ever heard of Simon Sinek, Power of Why, um, understanding the what, the how, and then the why is what really helps the what and the how become meaningful. So helping them connect with why they're setting certain goals, making sure they're meaningful and in alignment with their mission, vision, values, and then reverse engineering those goals so that they're achievable on a daily basis. So you can start showing up as that person that you see in your immediate future.
1: Mm -hmm. I could totally relate to that. Um, My cousin actually... Helps coach me on, uh, on diet, nutrition and, you know, some of the physical goals. And she would normally would tell me to go back to my why, you know, why am I really doing it? And the minute, the minute you step back and say, you know what? Yes, it's more than just, you know, aesthetics or, or what have you. It's really, really super more than that. Right. And once you just step back and say, what, what else? What else is the reason why you want to achieve this? You know, um, Body mass of x or have this type of waistline or what have you right it's not about yeah. that per se there's something uh deeper uh than that and and somehow though you may drift and though you may kind of be um uh you know not there a center then you you get focused, refocus with your y so that's awesome you know helping them. Write their statement and whatnot. But how do you, how do you guide them to, to understand that this is your why? This is really your why. Cause there could be like, hmm, you know, why, but not really the deep why. How do you help and coach them understand and really identify with that why?
0: It starts with their values and it starts with bringing awareness to how they're showing up to every single opportunity in their life mm-hmm. and Having conversations around what's the thing that excites you most? Okay, let's reflect back on this accomplishment or on this learning opportunity and dig into why that made you feel so good or why maybe, maybe bombing a speaking opportunity, why that made you feel so bad Mm -hmm. and really kind of pulling out these very nuanced things that we haven't necessarily brought awareness to, Mm -hmm. like, why are these things so important to you? And then how can you use these things as a foundation and as a sounding board to these other decisions and layer these other decisions and choices onto these things so that you can either accomplish them again and more frequently or veer away from those because they elicit such a, maybe a negative response. So pushing them into a positive direction, the things that really excite them and light them up and then using their values, their vision and their mission to help keep pushing them in the direction to the thing that they will eventually bump into, which is their purpose. Mm -hmm. Nice. When you are a teenager or a young adult, it's hard to connect with your why and your purpose. But if you're in the right direction, you're going to bump into it. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. So it's helping them uh, peel Peel through those layers, right? And, and understanding their core, their core values. Uh, I like that because then from there, they'll, it'll be easier for them to, to understand more why they, they like certain things and why certain things excite them, right? Because it resonates mm-hmm. with, with their value. Good point. So, um, in order to effectively com- connect with, with teens, sometimes that they are a different animal <laughs> they with all their hormones they, you know it's, they could be very difficult right so uh yes. how do you effectively connect with them so they can they will listen to you
0: so a really great strategy that you can use as a leader as a parent as a teen, as a young adult, anywhere in your life, anybody can use this. But if parents use this with their teenagers, their teenagers are likely going to look at them like they're crazy, but it's going to create, uh, dig deeper and have more fruitful, purposeful conversations than just the, Hey, how, okay. So these are the three questions. It's very, actually, it's three words. It's start, stop, and continue. And this is how you use them in questions. Mm -hmm. And this is how you use them in questions. What can I start doing as a parent or as a leader or as anyone, as a spouse, as a friend? What can I start doing as your parent Uh to support you and help you be successful in X area? What can I stop doing that's getting in the way and it's holding you back and it's frustrating you? And what do you appreciate that I can continue doing? Very simple. And each one of those questions is going to uncover, hopefully, hopefully will uncover and most times it does a lot of other interesting insights to their life with their friends, with what matters to them. And then you can ask more questions and Really, when you use this, just stay curious, stay open minded. Don't try to rescue them with solutions or opinions or judgments. Just use that to uncover. And I guarantee you, if done properly, this will help you connect with your teenager on a deeper level.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, just listening to that um, in sales, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, you got to be able to 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 listen and you acknowledge but those three questions are big because it's easy. It's easy to kind of understand as a guide. You know, for for a leader, for a parent, for a coach, you know, to ask those those three um three uh three words that seems easy to kind of um remember, right? Because a lot of things there's all yes. these tips, there's all these tricks, but then again come time that you need it, what is that again? <laughs> what is that formula again? But then again, you know, start, yes. stop, and continue. I like that. I like that because it signals that um that you're really open and you're you're eager to to learn and understand, right? Yes, absolutely. Beautiful. Uh so so now that you've listened, then you have to say something somehow, right? Although you're not coming up right away with a solution or whatnot. What is the best way for uh, for a parent or a leader, how can you effectively communicate to them? So knowing what you know from what they've said, now you're here coming up with your whatever, whatever your um, exchange, how to continue that dialogue effectively um, that you're engaging, the the teen or the young adult, and that they know that, you know, their sincerity and authenticity in, in that. I think that's very important.
0: I mean, I always am urging my parents to look for ways to partner with your young adult. Look for ways to transition from the parenting that you know, from the small child who needed you to be the solution to a partner to listening and guiding versus, well, this is what you need to do and this is what your dad and I did or this is what your friends are doing and this is what I saw in this article. That's all fine and good at times when it's appropriate, but how you lower the guard of your young adult and how you kind of push past that power struggle is to look for ways to partner with them. Mm -hmm. So the start, stop, continue Technique like that helps you uncover ways to partner with them. So if they say something like, you know, when you come in my room, I-, I want you to stop coming in my room and not knocking. That gives you an opportunity to meet them where they're at with their needs. I like and that. Just simply mm-hmm. start knocking. Right. Right. So partnership and guiding versus parenting and lecturing and judging. You know,
1: uh, that reminds me of... um an article that said, hey, you know, the minute your, your teenager becomes a teen, <laughs> your child becomes a teen, instead of uh, like walking behind them or in front of them, you walk beside them. So it's like now, as you said, you know, the, the partnership, you 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 kind of have to respect and really listen and not consider yourself as above them or whatnot. They have to feel that they're somehow, you know, equal Otherwise, they would just resent and just distance themselves right My daughter she was the sweetest she was the sweetest eleven year old twelve year old thirteenth birthday. I brought her, so I surprised her, you know she woke up all the balloons and um her the red velvet cake that she that I remember that she likes, right so I got it woke up super early to make sure that when she wakes up, all of those are there. Only for her to be upset because she said, ah, uh, "I don't like red velvet anymore, and I don't want to go with grandma or grandpa." Or because my parents are so, they love to celebrate, you know, birthdays and whatnot. So they were going to be there for lunch with, with food and desserts and whatnot. And she said, "No, I'm going with my friends," and she was so upset that the plans were made without consulting with her type of thing. But I was, I remember that specific moment because in my head, where, where did, where did my daughter go? <laughs> where, where did my sweet mm-hmm. daughter go? Cause she was just mad, upset and so unappreciative. Or at least that's how I took it, you know, that time. But to your point, you know, they, there's this, all these hormones and trying to, uh, I guess, identify. Um, get their identity, yeah. right? Type of thing. So, so I guess really knowing that things change and your role and your style, right? And your approach have to also graduate <laughs> and, yes, know, differ accordingly, yes.
0: <laughs> adjust accordingly. Absolutely. I mean, we're all going through phases and we're learning together, and there are different phases of parenting then there are different phases also of growing up. There's different phases of relationships in general. So as parents, it's really important that we remember that we we gradually assess, we we gradually periodically assess where we are in the equation of parenting our child mm-hmm. versus being a partner. And then helping to nurture a future relationship and an adult relationship where they want to come back home. They want to call you when there's a problem. They want to have you by their side in the big moments. As parents, like we ultimately want that. We see that in movies, right? Oh, I, I want my son to want to come home with his future wife and their kids for the holidays. How do you nurture that legacy
1: now? Exactly. It starts with, with now, right? Not when they're already there <laughs> and not wanting yes. to see you. So, so life skills. So you're specializing with teens and young adults and without any mentor, without any role model, it's sometimes difficult, very difficult and challenging for them to, to thrive and survive and achieve, um, achieve and be their best. Uh, so, how do you help them with life skills
0: that they would need to be out there in the world and succeed? So, ult- ultimately, critical thinking is your number one life skill, right? Your your number one life skill in life is to be able to critically think about who you are, what you want, how you're going to get there, and what needs to be in your life. So- um but understanding the, the components of happiness are things like success and impact and connecting with your purpose the the ability to live with lacy edges if you will, right so nice car, nice house, nice clothes, nice vacations this type um but you have to be a critical thinker and we we have a summer program here in Central Florida, where our kids go through what we call the level up life skills program. And it teaches them everything from financial literacy to writing resumes. We do mock interviews with actual business owners awesome, um, Mm -hmm. and they learn financial literacy and all that stuff. And that's really great, but you've got to have good critical thinking skills. You have to have that foundation to make you successful in those elements of life too.
1: Beautiful. So, so, um, uh, critical thinking, communication, creativity, right, emotional intelligence—those uh, are all part of the, yes. the equation. But I agree, it with especially with social media. I was just in another uh, podcast where we touched on that, where it is a global crisis. It is a dilemma. Uh, and I think especially with young adults where the filters aren't there to the degree, it's hard for them to really see, even for, even for not young adults, (laughs) you know, it's easy to get pulled into it thinking that that's reality when it's totally not. You know what I mean? Everyone has, have their persona that they want to put out there. And here you are thinking that that is the norm. Right. So for not teenagers, it's already sometimes hard. To kind of get to that uh, critical thinking, but more so with kids. So, so I commend your program. Uh, realizing that, uh, hey kids, you, you got to pause. You got to analyze first. Don't just take everything, you know, verbatim and and think that that is all, you know, the holy grail or the you Absolutely. Know, the dogma.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, that's a, that's a fantastic point. You have to be able to see beyond the facade, and you have to. I mean almost inherently assume that everything is a facade.
1: So confidence and courage, right? So how do we instill that, you know, with kids? Hey, you know, it's okay. It's okay to speak up. It's okay to be assertive. It's okay to, you know, to to make sure that you, you bet on yourself, that you you toot your own horn. Just be confident. Is there is there a skill set or um, a training or exercise that you guys do? To build confidence, especially in those young
0: minds, We are working on building confidence every single week that we're meeting with our clients. Um, It really comes down to challenging yourself every day to find growth opportunities. And I feel very strongly that confidence can't come without courage. The very thing that you want to feel confident in is the very thing that you need practice at, right? So you have to continuously approach those things with courage to push yourself, to push those boundaries, to get stronger and better at it. I used to be incredibly petrified to even raise my hand in class to answer a question, let alone go and speak in front of a group of people that I don't know. And I have challenge myself on a regular basis to look for opportunities to put myself in front of people, even if it's a high hello, all the way to, you know, speak as a keynote at at teen conferences and things like that. I never would have thought I could do that ever. Never in a million years. So the more you challenge yourself to grow in the areas that you want to feel confident in. The more confident you will become, but it first requires the courage to go after it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I guess in your program, you can present ways for them to to show it, right? So, like for example, every single week, yeah, every beautiful. single week, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think for the most part, if they haven't really experienced it or they didn't really have an opportunity to, to challenge themselves, then it, then in their head, they think they can. But it's good that you're you're giving those opportunities for them to exercise and and try it out, right? Sometimes
0: it's all that experience, yeah. that experience. And it's based on what their goals are. They're, if their goal is to um, become better academically, then we're challenging them every week on how they can create a plan and they're going to actually show up to that plan. And if their goal is to become better socially, then we're challenging them every week on something that they can do to improve their social skills. So if they're incredibly shy, then we're encouraging them. Okay. This week, the goal is to say hi to three people you don't know. And then maybe next week, the goal is to ask one person to sit down with you at lunch. And maybe Mm -hmm. the following week, the goal is to ask another person to maybe hang out on the weekend or ask someone for their phone number. Small, small Small things. things.
1: So with my son, Liam, um, I would normally remind him, okay. So, uh, even if it's like, um, an event, a family event or whatever social gathering, uh, come up with three people where you could just, uh, say hi, hello and ask three questions, right? Three people, three questions, and then report back to mom <laughs> what you've learned or, you know, how was the conversation, so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, it's just striking, striking conversation and be, and be there to ask questions, you know, whether it's robotic at first do you like the weather? Or uh, I like your, I like your, your, your shirt or, or something to that effect, you know, it could be so generic, but it's the, it's the act that once you do it, you know, that it's, there's really nothing to it. It's cool. It's okay. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. so I like that, you know, come up with, um, you know, three people to, to say hi and, and just maybe introduce yourself or, or, um, you know, break a conversation, right? That's a great strategy. Pandemic. You, you mentioned um, somewhere about the mental health, right, of, of kids. Yes. How especially during the pandemic, it was just like night and day. You know, yes, there's already that existing, the mental health uh, situation, especially here in the U.S., but after the pandemic, apparently 2021, uh, mm-hmm. nearly half of oh, Americans have experienced some sort of symptoms of anxiety, depression, and all that. How, how are you, have you seen that in your, in your coaching? Yes. And, and, and yes. what are our ways to, to kind of help them get out of that rut and, and maybe be back to pre-COVID <laughs> or better?
0: So it all depends. Um, each situation is unique. We have a group program that's incredibly powerful for need that social emotional learning they need to break through their severe anxiety and just learn how to talk to people they don't know again um so we found our group program that is still our eta program it's just in a group setting has been incredibly powerful and breaking down those barriers and helping some of the severely anxious or socially awkward if you will um be more productive and really get out there and enjoy their lives again. Like they used to, we've had parents literally say we have, we have our kid back. So that's very exciting to get that kind of feedback. Um, And then if we're working in a one-on-one capacity, again, going back to those challenges, who are you now? Where do you want to go and how can we create some immediate wins from week to week? We're taking baby steps and we're helping them to address things like get out of bed and just do something, if you're feeling depressed, it's okay. Feel it, acknowledge it, feel it. But then tell yourself, I got to get up and I have to do something each day. And in coming back to that ETA program, you know, mission, vision, values, mm-hmm. everybody has those. They just maybe not, haven't worked on them. And when we start working on them, it, it creates that sense of purpose for each and every day. It gives them something to work on achieve out. And then you see that incremental improvement um, in mental health because they're accomplishing things. They feel like they have purpose, right? So it's really important uh, going back to teens and young adults and helping them overcome those types of things that were either highlighted and, and made more apparent due to the pandemic or didn't exist until the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: what do you say to parents? Cause I know of a friend that actually is having, um, this is her challenge. Okay. So maybe you could, you could help. And she listens to, to all our episodes. She has a, she has a son that really truly believes that she can, he can do something with, uh, with his talent. So he has produced music. He has MTVs. This is in Asia. Um, and he's just like a K pop, you know, like a Korean pop, uh, sensation thing. In fairness, he really has talent, you know, he has, um, he has talent, he can compose, uh, dances extremely well, choreographs, so on and so forth. However, it's costing the mom a lot of money. <laughs> those yeah. production, so on and so forth. And it's been maybe a five-year journey for the son, right? So here you are as a parent, you want to support, and this is a young adult, you know, past 18, uh, You want to support, you want to be there, but at the same time, you know, reality check. Is it really, how do you, so I guess the question is, when do you say no already stop to the ambition of the child without stifling or without, you know, without discouraging, you know, the kid? Because I guess, you know, at a certain point, you, you just can't really support the, um, the whole venture of, of, of the kid so how do you continue to promote the you know that sound bite that i care and i support but at the same time i'm not i cannot do more in terms of a finances and b the truth is the parent also thinks the child has talent but maybe not
0: to the degree
1: realistically
0: i would I would put some of the responsibility on my child to find out what their level of commitment is to them, it, you know, is, is to this particular venture, and challenge them to find ways to support that and find ways to get out in front of people, connect with the right people, um, maybe networking and things like that. To find avenues where they could still pursue their passion and do it as a vocation, maybe they're working in a production studio. Maybe they're working alongside an artist and providing some of their talent and support to that artist becoming better before they themselves can go into the the limelight. Um, it's success isn't linear, you know. A lot of actors and singers. Uh, Music producers, they all started as a protege to someone else or started as simple as something is cleaning a music studio before then becoming a performer within the music studio, learning the industry from the inside. But really, like its it's about finding out the level of commitment that your child has and what they're going to be willing to sacrifice and do to see that dream through to fruition not being on the backs of the parents.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I you like gotta, what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like the fact that... Because at uh, some
0: point as a young adult, you have to take control of where you're going, right? Exactly. You have to take responsibility for it.
1: And and the part where you said, you know, if you have to work in maybe a production company, so on and so forth, because you hit it in, in, on the head in terms of... um of the entitlement, the, the child thinks that right away you're a producer, right away you're the lead, right away mm-hmm. you're calling the shots. But I guess there's something to it where you're not the lead, you're not calling the shots, and then you see it from that lens as well, right? And then maybe you grow absolutely, you grow so much better, yeah, because uh, you know mm-hmm. they're a privileged family, so on and so forth. So the kid only knows calling the shots, (laughs) but at the same time, I guess it's saying, okay, you've tried it, darling, (laughs) let's try another way. Let's look at it through maybe going, you know, through, through what it looks like being the cameraman, being maybe the production assistant, so on and so forth. And then seeing the whole, the whole uh, ecosystem on different lenses and maybe he'll have a different perspective and maybe he'll be better and grow further in terms of his career with with all that
0: talent. And when you're in there in that kind of a capacity, you're meeting people and you're networking and you're creating relationships that can lead to opportunities that maybe would have never existed. If you were just the person knocking on the door, looking for the opportunity immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can say that I've, I've experienced this myself in life and you probably can say that as well. Like, Going in through the back door sometimes helps you get through the front door. Through the
1: front door, right? right? Yes. I actually interviewed this director who, you know, world, globally, critically acclaimed film, so on and so forth, as a great producer. But he started as really the person that holds the... the, um, the lights, not even the cameraman, all the lights. That was the person that would do the errands, the errand boy, you know what I mean? But but going through all that made him, he said, you know, made him so much more of a of a better uh director. So good point there, uh Jessica. Uh so you know, I commend you with what you do. They say one book, one pen, one teacher <laughs> can change the world. So your 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 company that you founded seems to be, um, you know, doing a lot of that for, for, for kids. So, so kudos on that.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's the most exciting work that I've ever done. I absolutely enjoy every single day.
1: Right. So, so for, um, for a parent, for a parent out there, what would be your number one uh, tip uh, for them in order to, to help their, their child, Um, achieve more, and be more of an active participant in their life?
0: If I were only going to provide one tip, it would be that it is your duty to make sure that your child connects with who they are and where they want to go in life. And alongside that duty is not a friendship. It is a parenting partnership, and it is helping your child understand that they are in control through their choices and their decisions and their ability to believe in their, you know, their talents. Those are the things that help make them successful. And it's your job as their parent to partner with them to find that for themselves.
1: There you have it, folks. So, you know, to all our audience out there who are parents, and it also goes with leaders who are dealing with, uh, with teenagers and young adults. You know, those are good, uh, good takeaways that we have here uh, with Jessica. So, Jessica, for all our audience out there who wish to connect with you to find out more about your services, what is the best way for them
0: to connect with you? Um, well, if anyone wants to speak to me directly, you can just email us at success at highlightcoaching.com. Highlight is spelled phonetically H I L I T E. Uh, or you could go to our website, highlightcoaching.com. And of course, we're on every single social media outlet out there to include threads. We just joined threads a couple of days ago. So thread? Thread? threads. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So thread, so what
1: it, threads. What, what does it do? It's not a thread of. It's, it's a, it's a, an app.
0: The Reds is, uh, the, the, the child of Instagram and the competitor of Twitter.
1: Interesting. Is that a Sucker, Suckerberg thing too?
0: Mark Zuckerberg. So, Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Super interesting. You know, with there's just so much, but, but thank you. Thank you for sharing and thank you for spending your morning, uh, with me. And we wish you continued success, Jessica.
0: Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm so happy I was able to partner up with you on this.
1: Wonderful. And for all our dreamers out there, keep believing you got this till next time.